Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to So I Got to Thinking, the weekly Sex and the City podcast where we take the iconic questions of Carrie Bradshaw and apply them to modern life and love. You are listening to Bunny McDougal, Juno Dawson and her beautiful duck decoy, Dylan <laughs> B. Jones. Hi, Dylan. Hi, Juno. Um, you love a bit of plaid as well, don't you, Dylan? Um, I do, actually. I don't think I own any plaid. Oh, do you know what? For your wedding, mm-hmm. I wore Vivian Westwood faint plaid, mm-hmm. not not ag- aggressive plaid, but faint plaided trousers. Along with which, a dust ruffle. Along with a dust ruffle, yeah. Which, although, um, Vivian Westwood is in trouble because I loved the trousers, mm-hmm. but five minutes into your wedding, I went to the toilet and just all of the buttons popped up, popped off and I had to like hold them together with the... I didn't have, like, a fly for the entirety of your <laughs> wedding. And those trousers were brand new, so I am not happy with Aunt, with Auntie Viv. Oh, I, as, I do. I love me some Vivian Westwood. In fact, I wore Vivian Westwood to my f- the first of my two wedding dates. Um, so I wore Westwood to the registry office bit, which you can all see on my Instagram. Um, oh, I had a feeling... I had a feeling that was her... I've, I'm not well-versed generally in the world of fashion, but if something's Vivian Westwood, I can usually look at it and be like, that's Vivian Westwood. Is it drapey and asymmetrical? It's Vivian Westwood. (laughs) Um, But you should should take those trousers back, genuinely. I mean, we've just just done, we've just called out a brand on our podcast. Is it a first? Um, Both Dylan and I would love Vivian Westwood goods, if you're listening. Um, Yeah. But no, that's not cute. Buttons shouldn't be popping off. No. You have trousers unless you're literally ripping them off to, yeah. to indulge in the physical act of love. Yeah. That would have been okay. Um, <laughs> but how on earth did we on to Vivian Westwood? Oh, plaid. Um, plaid. plaid. That's right. So we have, we have dust ruffles, duck decoys. Dylan, do you want to give us a point synopsis? Absolutely. So the theme, so it's called Ghost Town, isn't it, this episode? Mm-hmm. And the theme is, as you say, off, as you've said before, first on the whiteboard mm-hmm. in the writing room was probably haunting. They've, they're all being haunted by something. So um, Carrie is being haunted by Aiden, the idea of Aiden and the prospect of him returning. Um, Samantha is being haunted by just having to be in a relationship, generally. And shags past. And, and, and every time she leaves the house, she yeah. sees a shag. Yeah, the ghosts of the ghosts of shags past. Um, Miranda is being haunted by... We never actually find out <gasps> if it's I, I choose ghost. to believe it's a real ghost. <laughs> but I found it surprising that, like, Miranda... 
of all people is the one who like believes in ghosts because she's so cynical mm-hmm. um and then Ka- uh, charlotte is being haunted by mallards <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> a bunny um, mcdougall bunny's back but bunny's back um, oh i adore her i adore her so much she's so good and um, let's let's start with I mean, let's be quite clear. This whole episode is a vehicle to bring back Aidan Shaw, as portrayed by John Corbett, who, no, I don't want to cast aspersions, but I know a hair transplant when I see one. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. (laughs) Um, It looked good, though. Oh, he looks amazing. And it's interesting from... You know the the secret Bible to this whole podcast, the official Sex and the City book. Yeah. I know from the official Sex and the City book that this is something that happens to female actors all the time, but I imagine is less likely to happen to male actors. And um, they asked him to lose some weight. Ooh, they actually think? said, "Oh, well, you know, this he, is a he fact." He says it. John Corbin says ah. it. John Corbett says it. That the producers came to him <sighs> very shortly after. You know probably in the hiatus between season three and four. And we're like, we would really love to bring Aiden back. And I suspect he always knew he was going to come back or at least suspected given that he, you know, he wasn't killed off. Yeah. Um, and they were like, we really want to bring back like the, the idea of this like elevated Aiden and that like Carrie is going to like really realize she was onto a good thing. And, and that basically they were going to give him a makeover, which mm. which they have done. The, the costume is very different this season as well. Gone is the billowy blouses and turquoise jewellery and the mullet has gone. Yeah. Um, now it's difficult, isn't it? I don't know if he looks any better or worse, but I do know that he looks different. He looks, typi- he looks more um, typically attractive, more classically attractive. Um, yeah. Before he was kind of more, he was slightly alternative, wasn't he? Mm. Um, which I thought was a bit cooler. He, I think he looked cooler before, and I think he looks hotter 100%, now. Hundred percent, and actually, for the rest of this season, yeah, I think his costume is definitely toned down. Yeah, he wears like white shirts and blue jeans, mm. basically. I think for the rest of it, I don't think we see any more blouses. I'm not sure. There are though. no more blouses, no more turquoise <laughs> rings. It's all gone. I mean, but it's it's only maybe on this pass that I've actually really explored the hairline. And I'm like... <laughs> oh, interesting. I wonder if they told him to do that as well. Surely not. I wonder if it was just like a general note about, look, we want to give Aiden a glow up. And a maybe he took himself off. Maybe it's a toupee. Maybe it's a hairpiece. And what is it they call... Hang on, my friend is a hairdresser and they now call, the the word toupee has been erased from the vocabulary. They are now called hair systems. (laughs) Do you think it's because of Donald Trump that the word toupee has been erased? Possibly, yeah. I think, um, although I believe his hair might actually be his hair. It's just a crazy comb over, isn't it? it? The hair system sounds like it should have like its own sort of engine and keyboard and everything and like <laughs> a fan. It's, yeah, it sounds quite eighties, doesn't it? Like pre please welcome to the stage hair, hair system. system. Hair system. So yeah, so the reader the reason Aiden comes back is because Aiden and Steve are opening a bar together, which mm-hmm. I thought was like actually a really good narrative thing. Like it feels it it doesn't feel shoehorned. It feels no. like a it feels like a thing that these two characters might do. 
Um, and it yeah. made sense to me. And I thought it was a very clever way of like causing a bit of drama, bringing both the exes back at the same time. And Miranda and Carrie are like, oh my God, what the fuck? <laughs> like, I love how Carrie is aghast that Steve and Aiden are friends. Yeah, but I mean... It's like, you made these two men hang out together. You wanted them to be friends, presumably. Yeah. And now they're friends. What are you your, bitching about? Your best friend... You, your best friends... And like it's a, she's surprised that their two boyfriends at the time are fr- like yeah I th- I found that strange as well. And I love um, I mean this is maybe jumping ahead of ourselves, but I re- I really like the idea as well that I think there is once a throwaway line in season two where Miranda comments, oh, it's not even like it's his own bar. You know, he's a bartender. And that little seed must have lodged its way into Michael Patrick King's subconscious as, you know, whether we bring back David Eigenberg on Eisenberg or not. I love the idea that this character goes on to open his bar inspired by Miranda's ambition for him. Mm. And that feels really organic that, you know, that Miranda too gave Steve this idea and was like, you know what you should do instead of working for someone else, you should open your own bar kind of. And and it's lovely to see Scout come into fruition. It's quite a classy looking establishment as well. I like it. Well lit. Well lit. I liked it. Yeah. I was like, I want to go to Scout and have mm. like a free, a free drink and a canapé. Um, although I would have liked it even more if it had been called Hobsnob. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course, Miranda's place, um, the ginger bar. Um, the ginger bar. I mean, that would have been amazing. I love, um, I mean, once again, and this will come as no surprise to regular listeners, um, Carrie somehow manages to make Steve's professional venture about her. <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> you of wouldn't course. think it possible, and yet... So she, and it's interesting because I clocked this quite early on um, and I couldn't remember how this, quite how the storyline panned out. So I realised what Carrie's plight was going to be quite early, which is when she was talking about going and I was like, hang on a minute, Aiden hasn't invited you. Like Miranda put, put Steve's invitation down on the table. And do you know what? I would not have gone if I was Carrie. Oh no, she did get an invite. Because that was when she slams it down on the table at brunch because she agrees to go oh, when Miranda an... invites her. And then when she gets her invite, she's like, fuck me, it's Aiden. Oh, I see. Okay. But Ooh. if I, but yeah, but then she later finds out that it, it wasn't Aiden that it invited was Steve, her. It was Steve, yeah. Yeah. And I don't, I, I would feel uncomfortable going to something knowing that, do you know what I mean? I don't think I would have gone, to be honest. Yeah, it's really chicken. I've been thinking about this because it does tie into Carrie's question that we will endeavour to answer, which is are we haunted by relationships past? Um, and if one of my exes, especially a significant ex, like Aiden was a significant ex, mm. And let's not forget, it ended really badly. Carrie cheated on Aiden and yeah. he left her high and dry at Charlotte's wedding. Um, I don't know if I would go either as well. Yeah. I think, you know, with some of my exes, like if Eric is listening to this, you know, we're really good friends. Of course, if Eric, <laughs> my friend in London, if he was to open a bar, I would be there with bells on. But if it was one of the more significant exes that I had been really hurt by or in Carrie's case had hurt... That's weird. Like mm. essentially showing up at their job. And also a bit weird of Steve to invite her, really. Mm. It kind of, like without, I wonder if he talked, I mean, I think we're to assume that he kind of 
consulted Aiden or like told Aiden at least. You'd think. I mean, yeah. Steve goes on to explain that the the reason he invites Carrie is because he really wanted Miranda to come, yeah. and he didn't yeah. feel Miranda would come by herself, given that he's with very tall Jessica. Like, like, I love how you say that. Like, allegedly, that's her name. (laughs) Jessica. (laughs) Jessica. I thought that. Who is she? I thought that little line was great. To me, that line, like, is really how friends interact with each other. Like, that felt so natural. (laughs) Throwback to Najinsky or whatever her name is. Yeah, very, very that. Yeah, Jessica's Um, very nineties. Like mm -hmm. that. The, the two small blue crop top and the Natalie and Brulia hair. She, yeah, oh my gosh, yeah, the hair. It's like sort of fifth member of an American girl group, isn't it? Kind yeah. of like, well, one of you has to have short hair, which is it going to be yeah. kind of, um, oh yeah, awful. Um, and so, yeah, so it's the moment where Carrie sees Big across the bar, I find quite iconic. I wish it had been slow motion, putting my little director hat on. Oh, so he's Aiden, think... Aiden across the bar. Oh, who did I say? Did I say Big? Big, yeah. Oh. <laughs> I'm sure our listeners can, can, can figure forgive, out. forgive me, listeners. <laughs> it's, uh, keeping up with Carrie's love life, it's difficult. She doesn't see Big. It's even more confusing now seeing all the... Um... And just like that stuff on Instagram. Oh, well, we'll get to that. We'll, we will me. get to that yeah. imminently. Um, I love the scene where she sees Aiden and she yeah. turns around and then there's that sexy, sexy moment where their eyes meet and then it's yeah. gone. She's like, is that's that it? it? And so like even she recognises that she's built this up to be a cinematic moment in her head and then the big reunion doesn't quite yeah. come to be. And that rings true because... I've done that at various points when you know you're going to be seeing an ex. So you, you've paid that extra 30 quid for a facial and mm. you've worn the ridiculous outfit and not eaten for a week, which I know is terrible. Um, mm. And then you see them and they're just like, hi, all right. Yeah, I'll catch you. And you're like, <laughs> what? And it's good, if what? Sex in the, it's good if Sex in the City to do that because Sex in the City loves cinematic moments. Mm. Um, that actually, that you're right. Like it, it's never, as as much as you and I have both tried to make our lives like Sex and the City in many mm-hmm. ways at various points and have often succeeded. Um, <laughs> often real life is just real life and is a bit underwhelming. <laughs> um. <laughs> Which is, although the scene I like less is the scene where Aiden squashes cake into Carrie's face. That was like, stra- that's not sexy. That was strange, yeah. Um, to me, it felt a bit a bit too fast like immediately like they're just completely really explicitly flirting with each other again it's it's tricky isn't it because they obviously want that sort of like frisson of sexual chemistry but it's not quite there yeah and i don't know if it's in the performance or the script and having watched this episode a gazillion times i couldn't tell you which of those two it is but the whole oh no you want the cake I never didn't want the cake. Oh, I mean, yeah, come Let on. me hold the cake. Like, Do you want this cake in you, all the way in me? Like, like what the fuck? This is gross. Stop. Yeah. And also, like, no one ever... Well, I'm sure occasionally, but very rarely do people actually talk like that. Like, mm. it's... Yeah. A bit um, TV. It felt a bit... A yeah. bit confected, shall we say. Yeah. Confected with confectionery. Mm. There you go. <laughs> and Aiden smoking a cigar after he gave Carrie so much grief about smoking cigarettes. Oh, I know. I forgot about that. And as soon as I saw him smoking, I was like, oh, that's really annoyed me. <laughs> wow, he's changed. <laughs> um, what else was I going to... Oh, I was going to say actually about Steve. You know how we often say 
a couple of times Carrie has had the whole like trying to be friends with an ex, like trying mm-hmm. to be friends with Big again and always gets it wrong. With um Steve and Miranda, that's the way to do it. If like if you want if you want to like make like a nice friendly gesture to an ex, I think the best way is not to be like, let's go out for a really intense dinner. It's like, oh, why don't you come along to this thing? There's gonna be other people there, we can say hi whatever it'll be chill and it's even more of a good thing if it's like an achievement that you that you've that you've got that you, you can just casually invite an ex to um i thought yeah i think that was perfect on steve's part it is and the chemist now speaking of good juju you've got you've got steve and miranda who by this point their interactions are so lovely yeah and i think eisenberg is such a part of Miranda's story and thank goodness those two actors vibe off each other as well as they do but it is never ever not believable what whichever stage Steve and Miranda are at whether it's her being vile to him in that first episode where she treats him like shit or whether it's down the line when he cheats on her in the film and they break down it always rings true and um, and also when she's like looking after his um mum who's got like dementia that's quite that was like a really kind of I I think that's maybe about as real as Sex and the City gets Mm -hmm. like it really it was quite real those those couple of episodes that is one of about three moments I will always cry at in Mm. Sex and the City which is when Miranda is bathing Steve's mum yeah and Magda yeah (laughs) Magda finds her and says, this is real love. And you're like, (laughs) (laughs) so sad. Um, Let's take a little break before we we take a trip to the X-Files with (laughs) Cynthia Nixon. (laughs) We'll be back in a second. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. 
So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, and welcome back to So I Got to Thinking. This week, we are talking about season four, episode five, Ghost Town. Mm. Um. Carrie's interactions with Aiden um, lead her to ask the question. I'm going to get it exactly right. I want to get the wording entirely right. When a relationship dies, do we ever give up the ghost or are we forever haunted by the spirits of relationships past? And this, this is something which is less affecting Charlotte than it is affecting Miranda and Samantha. Um, so let's first of all turn our attention to Samantha. Mm. whose four-episode arc with Maria is hitting the skids. Yeah. I mean, we we you just spoke about great chemistry between Steve and Miranda. I think Samantha and Maria have great chemistry, actually. Mm-hmm. I realised this, this episode, when they're in the bar. Um, oh, that scene is so amazing. It's so it's good. It's so great. And she, what is her name? I'm blanking. The Sonia Braga. Sonia Braga is so good. Um... And so, yeah, so just so quickly, like, they start to hit some major ruts when Maria wants to talk loads about feelings and sex and relationships, and Samantha really doesn't. Um, and I mean, this just... is, I mean, work Charlotte might swoop in at this point and say that they're yeah. propagating certain stereotypes about lesbian relationships, which is lesbian bed death or U-Haul syndrome, which is where yeah. lesbians move in together very, very quickly. Um, yeah. And this does this does appear to have affected Maria and Samantha in that they've moved <laughs> past sex and into having candlelit baths, and then smashing crockery. That that scene where Maria smashes all the crockery that's one of those scenes that I swear to God I think I think about it like at least once a day. <laughs> <laughs> and another little fire, and another little firework. Bing. Bing! <laughs> um, it's so good. I mean, I should say, listeners. Domestic violence is never cute. No. If your partner is throwing plates at you, you desperately, I think, need to look at your relationship. And it's really difficult when you see domestic violence being played for laughs, especially because it's a gay couple. Oh, you know, they're both women. How could it be abuse? Actually, um, statistics around LGBT couples and domestic violence are actually about on a par with straight couples. Mm. So in some cases, higher, I think, mm. actually. And um, so, yeah, so we, do, we don't want to make light of domestic violence and people shouldn't be throwing plates at each other. But I think there would be an argument here to say Maria is not throwing plates at Samantha. No. She's just, she's causing a scene. Yeah. Um, it's kind of, you know, it's... Samantha has complained that their relationship lacks fireworks. Oh, so... my God. Um, it gave me, also, this this storyline gave me a problematic laugh this episode. You know, where you laugh at something and you think, maybe I shouldn't have laughed at that. Yeah, go on. It's when it? um, it's either Miranda or Carrie says, are you in a Suffolk slump? <laughs> and I, and I, did, I did giggle, so... <laughs> Sorry to any of our listeners. Who... I mean, if, if if our lesbian listeners are still listening after the last three weeks, I of mean this. I mean, you're doing really, really well. And the, we lost the bi listeners last year, and we lost the trans listeners last year. Oh, so, you know, Carrie's burning bridges left, right, and centre. But um, um, I, I was, I was more interested because I mean, obviously, this is notable for for many a cis het straight woman. This is probably the first time they've seen or heard of a strap on. 
Yeah. Like if 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 you are not in the community, there is a possibility you, you didn't know what a strap on was at this point. So yeah, yeah I'm sure seeing Moran um Maria buys Samantha a strap on um, and it's kind of played for laughs again. Yeah. But actually what I found more interesting, I think, about Samantha and Maria was sooner or later I feel Samantha's past was always going to come back to them mm. and actually what breaks them up in the end is kind of Maria slut-shaming Samantha. Oh, I'm glad you said that because I wrote that down. Mm. To be fair, I, yeah, I, in my notes I literally wrote, to be fair, Maria is slut-shaming Samantha. She is um, because Samantha makes no noise about a missing dick, literally Maria brings it up, Yeah, and to... You know, when when Samantha sees these guys out and about and Maria quizzes her as to who they are, she's just like, oh, that's some guy I used to fuck. Yeah. <laughs> that's just some guy I used to fuck. I like that she says it with different intonation. <laughs> um, also, when they walk into that bar and she keeps bumping into people, I'm not going to lie, that's the feeling I have at Mighty Hoopla every year. <laughs> <laughs> that's just some guy I used to fuck just, I also adore Maria's hair When they're in the, yes. that high waist That high waist length ponytail Well she has a lot of hair Later when she lets her hair down It's really really long Yeah. And I also thought Samantha's outfit was amazing In that bar scene where she's got like Very 80s looking outfit Very throwback to mannequin mm. For Kim Cattrall. Um And so yes mm. Maria and Samantha are no more Because as Samantha says, was she not very clear that she didn't want a relationship? And you did, you absolutely did. Yeah. And in Carrie and Miranda's credit, they listen and take the breakup the same as they would any breakup. Um, and I did really like Carrie saying, can we not talk about the strap on now? <laughs> <laughs> what did I just say? <laughs> um I noticed I'm not even I'm not sure if it was even deliberate or not but a, a nice little detail that I noticed was when Samantha walked into the bar she said oh look at all these attractive people she doesn't mm. say men interesting well she's trisexual now um, yeah I mean it, that that is one of my slight bugbears that never again does Samantha sleep with a woman mm. um I wonder if as we move into and just like that, if, if the notion of sexual fluidity will be more present, possibly in Sarah Ramirez's character of Che, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. I wonder um, if, um, oh, it'd be great actually if Miranda um, mm-hmm. had a same-sex relationship. Um, now, while we're on Samantha, I think now maybe let's discuss and just like that. This is our and just like that's like if you want to skip this because of spoileriness, mm. um, just skip ahead a couple of minutes. Um, have you been following the set pictures this week, Dylan? Yes. So they're Harry definitely Gold- at a funeral. They're at a funeral, and mm-hmm. also Harry Goldenblatt's back as well. They're back, and all the kids. We, all we've the kids. now they've cast. We've they've announced. We we can see it's. I think it's the same Brady as before. Amazingly, and yeah. um, the child actor is now an adult actor, and then they've now cast Rose and Lily Goldenblatt as well. Plus, yeah. plus some other young characters who we don't know who they are yet as well. But what seems to be true of and just like that is that we're definitely looking at a much larger ensemble cast, like a much, much larger ensemble cast. Yeah, and um, it made me it made me realise Sex in the City, the original Sex in the City, was quite unique in that it literally really it was only the four who were the four 
who were the main cast. Mm -hmm. I guess like the closest fifth is like Big and then Stamford. Yeah. Um, but it didn't have any. It didn't have any young people in it. It didn't in the way that like the OC Gossip Girl Desperate Housewives does. Which was which are comparable shows, aren't they? I think it remains to be seen how much of a significant role these these parts will have. But I must admit, when when it became very very clear they were at a funeral, in that we saw Sergeant Parker, Chris North, we we have Stanford and Anthony definitely dressed for funeral. It does it does make me wonder if that's what they've done with Samantha, or are are we being baited? Is this? I mean, I you know I've said this before. I'm kind of hoping that Samantha is dead. I Me would too. I would prefer it if I'm honest. Me too. I think that's the most kind of in in a funny kind of way that does her character the most justice. Yep, it, it's the kindest way I think. Yeah. Um, to to get rid of her, as I said last week, um, with Joel, you know, we know she was a breast cancer sufferer. So that also feels like the most plausible way to explain Samantha's absence. Yeah, but yeah, we'll we'll have to wait and see. We'll find out in December, I guess. Um, oh, is that is that when it's uh, this December, December? Yeah, so not wow. not long to wait. Yeah, turning it around in six months because it's not a big science fiction show. There's not a lot of um, special effects. That's it's yeah. post production is what takes a bunch of. And time. I guess they've all like they've done it all before, haven't they? Like the actors will mm -hmm. be, they'll know, you know, they'll know how to. Uh, they'll be comfortable in their environment, won't they? And time is money as well. And especially if if America is having a brief moment of relapse before the Delta variant massively kicks in, then yeah, get get this show filmed before you're back in lockdown, kind of. Um, <laughs> quick. Um, but yeah, so anyway, let's move on from just like that. Some people might not want to be hearing those discussions, but... Yeah. Um, Bunny. <laughs> Bunny's back. Um, oh, I did. I did love this. It, it just rings true. I know the the demon mother in law is. It's a well worn path, but <laughs> but it's always entertaining. <laughs> always. And is it? Fra I want to say Francis Steenberg. Stegen Stegenbergen. Bunny Steenenbergen is it? She's played by Frances Sternhagen. There we go. Frances Sternhagen, <laughs> yeah. who is amazing in it. She's yeah. she's a very veteran actress. And she's <laughs> always genius. And um, this week, we discover that Trey's frumpy apartment has been entirely <laughs> decorated by Bunny. And Charlotte wants to assert herself on the soft furnishings. <laughs> Which she does. Which um, she does. No more, I don't even know what a dust ruffle is. Does she mean like a valance? I believe so, that's what we would call it in this at country. One, at one point, um, yeah, I think it is a balance, yeah. Mm. At one point, Bunny says, a five-pleat gusseted dust ruffle. And I was just like, the phrase gusseted dust ruffle is so ridiculous. And she also says, up and Adam, John McFadden, it's daylight in the swamp. And I I looked at, I was like, this has to be a quote. So I Googled it. And it's not a quote. It's just, it, when I Googled it, I just came across loads of Reddit threads of people being like, so Bunny McDougal said this in Sex and the City. What does it mean? <laughs> like, it's not, it's not from anywhere. Oh my gosh, that's so weird. Who wrote that? Which writer wrote that? That's amazing. Um, and it, it, it rings true of just like a weird thing that families say. Like there's yeah. weird. And I wonder if actually it was like a family saying for whoever wrote this episode. That feels um, plausible as well, kind of. Yeah, possibly. And of course, one wonders if this whole plot was just an excuse for Carrie to use the word sexism. Yeah, um, I did think because that. Bunnies interfering is is drawn to a close by her walking in on Trey and Charlotte and um, having sexual intercourse yeah. on their 
modern bed which doesn't have a dust ruffle um i do love the scene with the vicks because it's so weird the vicks vapor up i'm just like oh them both like slapping it like slapping it on his, on his not chair. on his tummy we're trying to loosen the phlegm you're being inappropriate you're very inappropriate right now. <laughs> it was great. Like, I just, it's just, she's just endlessly entertaining, isn't she? And she and, um, she and Kristen Davis bounce off each other brilliantly. Mm-hmm. Oh, just like, when they got those scripts, they must have been like, yes, more scenes with Bunny. Excellent. Yeah. Charlotte looked so beautiful throughout this episode. I mean, she always does, of course, but particularly, yeah. particularly in this one. Um, oh, it was, yeah, super fun. I, and again, we, we bitched last week about the tr- the ongoing tray stuff but if that means we get more bunny <laughs> yeah true. so be it although i actually i love that bunny actually outlives trey on sex in the city he she appears after carl mclaughlin has left so so she was right when she said i'll be here long be here. <laughs> after you've gone imagine if she was in um and just like that well. i think she's dead yeah. unfortunately yeah she, she did she be. die Francis Sternhagen, I think I've got a feeling she did. Oh my gosh, is she still alive? Oh my god, that would be iconic. Can you imagine? Oh my god, she's 91 years old. Can you imagine if she came back? (laughs) If you're listening to this, creator HBO, if you're listening to this, I am begging you to bring back a 91-year-old Bunny McDougal for a cameo in And Just Like That. Is she on Instagram? Shall I DM her and ask if she wants to go on the podcast? I, I beg of you, yes, please do. I think I actually just wouldn't be able to speak. If she I was would. On... I mean, she was born in nineteen thirty. Wow, that's amazing. Good just for her. Incredible. Her Good filmography her. runs up to two thousand. 2000? She, do you know what? She was acting as recently as 2014. Wow. Which is just incredible. incredible. So she was well into her 80s. Yeah. Oh my God. What a legend. What What a legend. legend. Um, Is there anything to say about Miranda and her ghost? (laughs) Um, It's weird that like, (laughs) that we never find out whether there is a ghost or not. I mean, I think... Sex in the City doesn't really dabble in the supernatural, no. so I think we're I think we're to assume that there isn't one. Um, yeah, maybe it gets oh no, because they've moved to Brooklyn now. Oh, damn! So they've sold the flat anyway. So maybe we could have another spinner. So again, if you're listening, HBR, I'm really happy to write this for you. Um, a spinoff show about the ghost that lives in Miranda's apartment. <laughs> my friend James and I were saying that so for some reason you know you get obsessed you and your friends just get obsessed with random quotes and scenes from things Mm -hmm. Um, we're obsessed with the woman who comes out of the toilet in the first film and says whatever happened to that sweet girl and we and we want a spin-off starring her in the events that happened after that toilet scene (laughs) and then we get to feeling she's quite a famous Broadway actor, yeah, she is, and she's in um, she's in she's a lead role in Lin Manuel Miranda's In the Heights, the new film. Oh, yeah, because um, I remember when I went to see the first film with my friends, and she was like, "I guess she should have got married." My friend Kerry, who's a big feminist, screamed at the top of her lungs, "Burn her!" And the whole <laughs> cinema laughed. <laughs> so, Amazing, yeah. Um, I guess she should have got married. Um, what is she called? She is called Daphne Rubin Vega. 
That's right. And I think she, what else has she done recently? Did I think she bobbed up on the CW in like Riverdale, possibly. Mm. Oh, I know what she was in. She was in the Riverdale spin-off because my friend was a producer on it. That's that's how I know. And she was in a weird film that I watched recently called Wild Things. Have you seen it? With Is um, that the Neve Campbell and Denise Richards one? Yes. Oh, is she very, in that as well? Amazing. Very strange, very strange film. Oh, is she the um, police woman in it? She is, yeah. Well, I mean, if you came of age in the 90s, that was a lot of young men's sexual awakening. Neve oh, Campbell I... and Denise Richards making out in the swimming pool. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, I was quite sort of, um, I'm not sure. Interesting. Do you know in that, that twist? <laughs> there was, I don't know how true this is, but I was told there was an original ending where, because you know, it's twists on twists on twists. Yeah, yeah. That it would have transpired that Kevin Bacon and Matt Dillon were a couple. Oh, and it was it didn't test well to have the you know it's one quite young thing to have two teenage girls kissing in a pool, mm. but not two men, not heaven too forbid, because it was actually turned out that it was a big conspiracy and that they were actually a gay couple oh, of scammers. Yeah, interesting. Mm. Well, there you go. There you go. Well, there we um, are. <laughs> so I suppose we should attempt to answer Carrie's question before we go anyway. So, what do you think, Dylan? Do you think our past relationships haunt us? Um, I think haunt is the wrong word. I think they, again, this is another one of those questions where it's like, I feel like we've kind of answered this before Mm -hmm. and we'll probably get this more and more as, as the show Mm -hmm. progresses. Um, Yeah. I think that our past relationships are present and should be present because we learn from them. But I think if they haunt you, then maybe you need to kind of do some, um, do some work mentally on it. I don't know. Get some closure or something. I think what's interesting, because one, a couple have haunted me, mm. um, and it is like Carrie, where my own behaviour wasn't great. And so oh, actually, okay. it's not the relationship that haunts me. It's my own behaviour. And the obvious one mm. was, and I've talked about him obliquely a lot on this podcast, was my first proper, proper boyfriend who I was such a shit to because I didn't have any strategies for appropriately breaking up with someone. Mm. So I did end it. We ended it over the phone, which isn't ideal. And then I wrote him a letter sort of explaining myself. But then after that, I kind of ghosted him. And then I did beat myself up for a couple of years afterwards. And we last saw each other in 2008. We went on a trip to where he lived and we met up and I realized, actually, it was a bit like Miranda. I I let it go because I realized he was in a different place now. And, you know, that water had gone under the bridge and I didn't need to feel bad anymore. And also he was kind of an asshole. So maybe I was kind of like, maybe I was right to ghost Mm. him. Because he's an asshole. Because he's an asshole. Oh my god, ghosting. That fits in with the theme of with the ghost theme. Doesn't it? Yeah. Although if you know was... that's gonna be a new episode of And Just Like That. I was just gonna say if this was an and just like the and just like that episode, it would be like Lily Rose Gold and Black ghosting someone on Tinder or something. <laughs> Hinge. Gosh. Oh shit, we've got dating apps and we're gonna have dating apps in this one as well. But are any of them single? Oh my gosh, what if Carrie goes back to being single and has to use Hinge? Oh my God, we might have Stamford on Grind. Oh no, I can't, oh, oh. <laughs> I can't take it. <laughs> I do hope they have new stories to tell because if they haven't got new stories to tell, why are we bothering? But um... I think I think they'll. Someone will have, have will have had to have split up with someone. Otherwise, it'll just be kind of three married couples, won't it? Not that that can't be exciting, but. 
Mm-hmm. Do you know, you know, for a bit of drama, I feel like they'll have to have a major breakup, won't they? It's so tricky because sometimes when you see or historically saw Sex and the City filming, especially like the movies, you got this sense of, oh my gosh, and then there's going to be this big scene where they're like, there'll be this big scene where they're all wearing 80s. Like there are going to be loads of scenes in the 80s because we saw them wearing 80s stuff. And then of course it was like a 30 second flashback montage. And so I think there's very little point in trying to second guess the plots from the things we can see, except of course, there's definitely a funeral. So um Yeah. And there's definitely yeah. a bird on on Carrie's head. A second again. bird, yeah. She wears another <laughs> bird on her head, or is it a bat? Who can say? What do you think about the um the clothes? From what we've seen. Well, Dylan, I'm hoping I've been following an amazing Instagram account called Just Like That Closet, which is run oh. by an American teacher called Victoria. And I've invited her on the podcast. Oh. The Instagram has completely blown up. So she's not sure she, she's replied to my messages. And um, she's not sure she's got time to actually come on, but I've sent her some questions. Um, oh, great. Because so far... It's pretty good they, so far, I think. Some good. Initially, I was a bit worried because they were a bit muted, and yeah. I was not the only person to come on on the quite neutral color palette. But since then, um, yeah, it feels age appropriate as well. It feels mm. like the evolution of Carrie's taste, which yeah. is she's dressing like a woman in her fifties, yeah, but still clearly a, a woman who curates and collects. And I'm also and. Such a lovely Easter egg is seeing the things that she's already worn, and so yeah. we we know. And again, if I'm sorry if this is a spoiler, but we, we she once again wears the Manola Blahniks that Big proposed to her with, yeah. the ones from the first film, the blue Manola Blahniks. So we we it's lovely seeing those items come back again. Yeah. Wow. That okay then. Um, I will see you all next week um, to discuss whether or not um, actions really speak louder than words when we get to season four, episode six, Baby Talk is Cheap. (laughs) Amazing. Can't wait. I'm enjoying season four. Me too. Um, (laughs) You can follow us at S-I-G-T-T podcast on Instagram and Twitter. And don't forget to like and subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. Cool. All right, then. Everybody, take care, and I will see you next week. See you next week. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.